You're listening to the Bear in Mind podcast, episode number 10. A podcast about love, color, and identity. And where driving yourself crazy is totally sane and curable. Now your host, T. Vias. Welcome to episode number 10. So for every 10 episodes, I'm going to do something a little out of the ordinary. I'm going to speak about a topic that I love. However, I didn't originally love this topic. In fact, I probably hated it or I was indifferent to it. And then I refell in love with it again. And since this podcast is mostly about love, a little bit of color and a little bit of identity, I thought it fit. And I already came up with uh, five topics for this year. So it seemed to fit. So today is about traditions. And the topic It's actually good timing because in the book I've just finished up, The Cauldron of Ethnicity in the Modern World by Manning Nash, which I reference in a couple podcasts about ethnicity, he talks about traditions. And a couple years ago, I read a book by Priya Parker called The Art of Gathering. And when I'm recording this, this is after about a year of being in the COVID pandemic. So traditions have changed because of this. And also, I'm recording this, it just so happens, right after the New Year, so when there's a lot of traditions towards the end of the year. So as I said, it's something that I I choose something that I didn't used to like, and in fact, I hated traditions. And my first encounter with traditions was in my childhood, and I grew up in an Indian culture, so my parents were very religious and into doing a lot of things in our Indian culture, like celebrating the New Year and other festivals and things like that. So I was heavily involved in it. I had a lot of Indian dresses uh, growing up, and I participated in these events a lot, yet I never had a deep understanding of what they actually meant. And going into early adulthood... I also realized, well, I don't really understand a lot of the Indian traditions that we have in my family, but yet I was still kind of just participating in it. I put on the dress and I do whatever my parents expected me to do. And so I started to have a really negative viewpoint to the point where I didn't even enjoy celebrating my birthday. I just wanted to be left in peace and I just wanted it to be another day. And then it became this thing uh, of a sense of obligation to my family, to my friends, until I made sense of traditions. And that came about through a book by Priya Parker called The Art of Gathering. Now, her book really helped me make a big shift in how I look at traditions. And she refers to traditions as ritualized gatherings. And a gathering really is anything basically outside of a one-to-one conversation that you're having with somebody in a cafe. It could be a workshop, it could be a birthday party, it could be a wedding, Christmas Eve dinner, anything like that can be a gathering where you purposely come together. And what I really loved about this book was I gained a new perspective on our gatherings and how we gather. And it primarily comes down to 
consciously looking at the purpose and the form of a gathering, which are two components that I don't think before reading this book I had ever thought of. So purpose is the why, but it's a deeper why. So if you just look at the birthday party and you ask, well, why do we have birthday parties? And it's to celebrate the day you're born. That isn't the real why, or at least for each individual person, if you were to ask them why they celebrate their birthday, the why would really be why this year in this moment are you celebrating your birthday? And it's very specific to that moment in time. And so then the purpose of your birthday party is going to be very different at the age of seven years old than at the age of 25 years old. And then if you look at more ritualized gatherings, which means that they have more structure, you can see that often the purpose may not have changed over time or with the needs of the participants in a ritualized gathering. So she uses the example of the Western baby shower. And the form or the structure of the baby shower is for the expecting mom to gather with her female family members and her friends, and they give her a bunch of gifts. And this form that it takes on in this shape and structure is based on an old purpose basically from around probably the 1950s where the woman was, the expecting mother was going to do most of the parenting in the household. And the shower helped offset the costs of bringing in a new baby into the family. So that's kind of why we have this kind of form of it just being only the females and there being a bunch of gifts. And in her life, in the author's life, in her personal life, her husband had asked to be part of her baby shower when she was expecting her first child. And her needs and the purpose had changed where her and her husband were going to parent equally and they were both transitioning from being a couple into being parents. And then the question then becomes why couldn't he be part of the baby shower? So then the form of the all-female baby shower with the expecting mother is outdated with the needs of the participants. And it's also outdated with families taking on different forms as not a traditional mother and father in a family unit. And this re-looking at our purpose at a moment in time and why we're gathering in this specific moment is also applicable to traditions that are ancient, to religious traditions. And that point is has been also brought to our attention when we look at how do we honor our religious traditions during the COVID pandemic where the art of gathering, everyone gathering together, was not allowed anymore. And so we had to reinvent and in fact change the form in which we gather and still look at our purpose 
of why we're gathering in this moment. And this concept of re-looking at our purpose and then redefining the form, she talks more in detail of this during the pandemic in her podcast. Priya Parker has a podcast called Together Apart, and I'll put links to that in the show notes. And in one of her episodes, she speaks of how to look at the form, how to look at the purpose and the form of an ancient tradition, the Jewish Passover. We tend to think of traditions as honoring the past. And although there is that past element true traditions, it almost always involves the younger generation in those traditions. And in the book, The Cauldron of Ethnicity in the Modern World by Manning Nash, he touches on how traditions actually have a future element to it because of the younger generation being included in any sort of traditions that we have, whether they're religious or ritualized gatherings like birthday parties or coming-of-age parties. It is really a continuity of our past into the future. And that element of including that younger generation is important for that tradition to continue. And it doesn't necessarily have to continue in form, but it can continue in the purpose and how it meets the needs of the future generation. And so when I looked at all of these elements from these two books on traditions, I started to think about my own traditions in adulthood and and also why I maybe didn't appreciate traditions in the past was oftentimes the traditions I attended, whether it was within my family or within friends or, or anything like that, I noticed that sometimes we could get hung up on the form. And we miss that element of including maybe the people that are actually attending the tradition, what is their purpose and their needs, instead of getting so hung up on the form of, oh, this is what we've had, this is the food we've had, this is the location or the venue that we've always had it at, and or these are the guests that need to always be invited. And we get so hung up on this form element that we miss kind of this bigger purpose to our traditions and the continuity of it for future generations. And I realized from this that it's a way to have kind of a conversation with the other generation whether that's the younger or the older generation, from your standpoint, you can maybe have more of a, a meaningful discussion about what the purpose is of your traditions and then not get so hung up on the form before even understanding what the purpose is of your tradition in this moment. And when I could look at traditions like this, I started to really like traditions. I liked the fact that you could look at it from the purpose and then decide the form that it wants to take. And I started to enjoy celebrating my birthday again in small traditions and then also even having better discussions with family and friends whenever we needed to gather. So I'm going to wrap it up here. And all the information that I have about the books that I reference, I will have that in the show notes. And I'm going to leave you with a quote from the book by Priya Parker, The Art of Gathering. And she writes, I'm combining two sentences that 
into kind of into one. So she writes, gathering the conscious bringing together of people for a reason shapes the way we think, feel, and make sense of our world. We gather to solve problems we can't solve on our own. We gather to celebrate, to mourn, and to mark transitions. We gather to make decisions. We gather because we need one another. We gather to show strength. We gather to honor and acknowledge. We gather to build companies and schools and neighborhoods. We gather to welcome, and we gather to say goodbye. I'll check back with you next week. Thanks for listening. Listen for a new episode next Tuesday by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Bye for now. 